John the Baptist had a mission. A mission given to him by God. He had one job. The whole job of John the Baptist was to tell God's people that their king was coming. His whole job was to tell the people Israel that the Messiah is here. The king of Israel, the high priest in the line of Melchizedek, the prophet like Moses. That was John's job. He was to tell the people that the king was here. The king was here to save them. Because the people of Israel had been crying out over and over for hundreds and hundreds of years to the Lord God. Save us. Save us, Lord God. Hosanna. So John burst onto the scene. It's his time to tell the people that their God has come to save them. And he goes out into the desert. Why the desert? Like, if if I wanted to tell everybody the best news ever, actually I do, I'd go where all the people are. But there ain't nobody in the desert. Why did John go to the desert? It's a good thing to go where all the people are. Jesus did that. Paul did that. But John had a particular mission. And a particular um, character to his mission. And part of his mission was to go out into the desert. Why? There's, a lot, there's lots of reasons why John was preaching in the desert. Lots to be found in the Old Testament. Uh, but today... I'd like to talk about one. Maybe we'll talk about the others when Lent comes around or at another time. But today, one reason why John may have went out into the desert to proclaim that God is coming. I read an article this week from Forbes, which was on... Uh, multitasking. And uh, what this article said was that th- there's actually no such thing as multitasking. Uh, the human brain can only focus on, on one like really cognitive task at a time. One task at a time. And so when we multitask, what we're really doing is we're flitting our attention from one thing to the other. From this to this to this, back to this to this to this. And our attention's going back and forth, back and forth. And, and, and well, that's, that's what's happening when we pretend like we're multitasking, said this article from Forbes. And the article from Forbes said that, that when we try to multitask on things that require real thinking, right, what we do is we break our concentration. And when we break our concentration and we're not focused on one thing, or another thing, but we keep going back and forth from thing to thing to thing to another thing to phone rings to a text message to back to what I'm doing to the email to this and that. When we go all that, that, that what happens is, is actually that on each task, our functional IQ drops 15 points. And we're working on each task with 15 less IQ points than we would be if we were focused on it. Now, I don't know a whole lot about IQ points 
And uh, so the article was really helpful. It said, here's the thing. If you have an average IQ and you work on one thing, you'll do it as an adult with a, a reasonable capacity. If you have an average IQ and you're attempting to multitask, going from this thing to this thing to this thing to this other thing, you're going to work on each thing with the average IQ of an average eight-year-old. You can't, can't multitask. Sure, you can uh, listen to the LSU game while you're building a fence or painting a house because that doesn't require a whole lot of brain power, but, but, but you, can't, you can't focus your attention on a bunch of different things at one time. The human brain just, just doesn't work that way. So why might John have gone out into the desert to proclaim that God is coming? Because you can't multitask in the desert. There's nothing else to do. There's no other people. There's nothing to buy or to sell. There's no cell phone service. I know, I was there a few years ago, and there's no cell phone service. You, you, you can't multitask in the desert. The desert is a place where we go to be free of distractions. And how many distractions are in your life in December of 2019. With six less shopping days between Thanksgiving and Christmas than last year. John goes out into the desert and he has a very clear message. Very clear message to prepare us For the Messiah to come. He says. Think. Think. Three times. In the short reading. From the gospel according to Matthew. John says. Repent. 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 And to repent means to think again. To repent means to change your mind. Oftentimes, we may think of repentance as getting on our knees and hitting ourselves with whips. That's not necessarily what repentance means. though, Though it does sometimes mean getting on our knees and sometimes mean penance in appropriate ways. Sometimes we think of repentance as if it means I did bad stuff, so I'm a bad person. And I'm just going to feel bad about myself for a while. And that's not of the Lord. That's not repentance at all. That, that's, that's shame. An accusation. Which comes from the enemy. No, no, no. Real repentance is to change your mind. To think differently. Y'all, our lives change when our habits change. And our habits change when our thoughts change. 
Our lives change when our habits change, and our habits change when our thoughts change. And John goes out into the desert today, and he says, free yourself from distraction, stop trying to multitask, and think. Think again. How how would our lives be different? If we took the time to think and to focus, how would our lives be different if we took the time to reflect on the choices I made today? If we took the time to think, hmm, what little things could I do differently tomorrow? If we took the time really to repent, not to feel bad about ourselves or to beat ourselves up, but to say, here's what went well today. Here's where I cooperated with God. Praise God. Here's what went poorly today. Here's where I didn't cooperate with God. I turned away from Him. That's what sin is. And and I'm going to say I'm sorry, and here's what I can do that's a little bit different tomorrow. How would our lives be different if just for a little while during the day, we turned off the radio and the TV, we put the cell phone away, and we took five minutes to breathe, to think, and to repent. So I have three practical suggestions for how to do that. How to go out into the desert and repent this Advent. Change your mind. These three suggestions are not exhaustive. They're just meant to to spur on your own thinking. You might want to do one of these. You might want to do all three of these. Or you might not want to do any of these, but do something different. That works in your life To help you have time in quiet to think and to repent. So how about your car radio? When you're driving to to work or, or to wherever you're going. What if some days, every day, you just turned it off and took time to think? Maybe you have a maybe you have a long drive and Maybe you just turn it off for, for half your drive. Maybe you drive for 10 minutes, but you take your first five minutes just to think. Easy. What about in the evening? After dinner. Maybe after dinner or maybe before dinner when you, when you get home from work or, or, um, or when your spouse gets home from work and, and can watch the kids or whatever you... You just go take a a 15-minute walk around the neighborhood. Or maybe you do that together with your spouse. And there's a lot of silence. If you're with your spouse, maybe there's a little conversation. Time to think. To relax. To let your mind wander over the day. Wander over the next day. and, And eventually... Just to have a little conversation with God. To repent. 
Third suggestion, in your prayer time, when you sit down or when you kneel down to pray, what if five minutes of that, or two or three, could be silence? Don't worry too much about praying right. Honestly, like one of the, one of the most um, common and most frequent uh, um, obstacles to prayer, to people's growing in prayer, is trying to pray right. Don't try to pray right, just pray. Don't worry if your thoughts are kind of wandering and if your thoughts are kind of all over the place when you first take a few minutes in silence. Of course they're going to be because there's a lot of things on your mind. Let, let them be. Say, Jesus, offer this to you. Jesus, this thought, it's yours. This worry, it's yours. This thing that I'm really excited about, it's yours. And, and it's as simple as that. What if? By turning off your car radio, by taking a walk in the evening, by taking silence in your prayer, or whatever other way you can think of. What if we went into the desert this Lent? This Lent. What if we went into the desert this Advent as we prepare for Christmas? What if we took time to think? What if we took time away from the busyness, time to repent, that we might be prepared when the Messiah comes, that truly we might be prepared for Christmas?